Welcome to the Mosh Pit, your home for unsigned punk, rock, and metal artists, where your music goes to be heard. Midnight Bullet, Rain On Me. your host Wes Everett. I'm here with my guest Mr. Alex Davis of the band Steel Dixie. How you doing man? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. So give us a little backstory on Steel Dixie. What are you guys, uh, where are you guys from and what do y'all do? We're, uh, we're based out of Cedartown. That's kind of where the singer's from. Uh, he kind of grew up in that area. I think he went to Rockmart High School. I'm going to speak for him a lot today because since he's not here to defend himself I'm going to speak I'm gonna speak a lot for him. I'm probably gonna be wrong on some of it. He, um, yeah, he he lives in Cedartown, and that's kind of where we're based out of. That's where we tell everybody we're from. But we're from all over this area. Um, I'm actually from Yorkville. Um, bass players from Rockmart. Um, I don't know where our drummer's from originally, but um, but yeah, so Cedartown. Very cool. Nice and close. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not far. 
It's far from everything else, but it's close to here. <laughs> exactly. So what are you guys looking forward to in uh, 2022? You guys got a lot of dates set up? Or? We Yeah, we have a lot of... Uh, we have a lot of really cool stuff, um, and we're we're working we're working in the studio. We're working on the road, um, playing a lot of shows. We've got some really cool stuff coming up that we can't wait to tell everybody about. But we've been told to to keep it quiet for right now, so we have to. Even this is really hard. It's really hard to to stay quiet about it, but we got to. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've just got some dates booked, um, and we're booking them trying to book them every day, trying to book something new every day and just try to stay busy, stay on the road. Um, we all love to play. Um, and we've got stuff booked from, you know, far south Georgia, like around Savannah to, you know, Alabama. And that's kind of our, that's kind of our, you know, we play some local stuff, but we really play a lot in Alabama and play a lot down in south Georgia. We've got a venue down there that really likes us, so they try to have us come down there every every couple months and uh but we're trying to branch into at least into the southeast region i'm not so going to say let's tour across the country right now but um at least across the southeast very cool man well you know rotmar's building our new amphitheater i don't know when it's going to be done but we are building one yeah um that's i did not know that but that's uh pretty <laughs> exciting to hear um uh, that could be something that Maybe we try to look into because that would be cool to play a, a hometown show, so to speak. Oh yeah, and I, I think us getting that theater, maybe we can start competing with Cedar Town because you guys keep getting like Mark Chestnut and all these people playing at the, you know, the auditorium over there. Yeah, they uh, they have a lot of cool like guys that I grew up listening to um, that I've probably pulled some influence from one way or another. I drive right past the theater going to practice. Um, nice. To our practice spot is, I mean, it's right down the road from the. The, what do they call it, the Civic Auditorium or yeah. their Cedar Town. So I drive past and I see the names on the sign, and I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that they were still touring. So that's cool to see that they're playing right here. Oh, yeah. I tell you, the one I missed going to, they were he was playing Cedar Town, but I had already booked a um, – I'd already booked everything for me to go to Florida to see one of my bands play, and it was Clint Black. Oh yeah, I think he he was either playing there or he was playing the one in Rome. I can't remember. I know he hit both of them, but man, yeah. I was like, oh, if I hadn't already booked this. <laughs> yeah, because Clint Black, he's cool. Uh, they just everything about him is cool. The way he talks, the way he sings, the way he plays, everything about him is cool. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Always been a Clint fan. I wonder if we can get Garth to the Rockmart Amphitheater. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna say no, but <laughs> doubtful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just. uh I just don't think there's enough room for him to run around. No. <laughs> the whole town, I don't think, is big enough for him to run around. He, he's pretty yeah. wild. Uh, definitely. So, um, Steel Dixie, you know, you guys are playing shows and all this stuff. Um, has there been any, like, big announcements that you can announce on here? Or is um, everything kind of hush-hush? No, I mean, we've got some stuff. We've got, um, we're working on some stuff in the studio. Um we work with a guy named Dylan Rush from Open Road Recording in Rome. Good and uh, I think it's recordings. I, I mess it up every time I say it. Um, but we're working with him. We're working on some new music. We put out two singles already. Um, we've got several more that we're working on. And right now we're just kind of in a, in a de decision-making phase where we're decide, trying to decide if we want to release an EP and release all of it at one time or if we want to release them in singles. Um, and then as soon as we got done with, we had five songs that we recorded. As soon as we got done recording the last one, um, Seth wrote a brand new one. And was like, we were immediately like, man, we need to go in there and record that. Like, we need to lay this. It's like, we just got done. Like, he's probably tired of seeing us. <laughs> Dylan's probably tired of us being there. Like, I'm tired of looking at y'all. I want y'all to go away and not bother me for a couple months at least. But, um, I mean, we hit him up. We're like, hey, when can we get in and get this done? He's like, whenever y'all are ready, come on by. So, we're, uh, yeah, I mean, we're just trying to write new stuff and release some new stuff. We just don't know which route we want to take right now. But we've got some new stuff coming out. I'm going to say soon. Um, I can't say when because I don't know. Yeah. 
we haven't really decided yet, but here in the next couple of months, we will have at least a single out, um, if not an EP. Loch Ness Monster, Pendulum. singles you know every couple months which is kind of cool 
Yeah, I um, I like the idea of that, um, which I don't hate the idea of an EP, but EPs just kind of now everything like we don't even have a a physical copy of anything. Like we don't we don't make CDs, we don't make vinyls or anything like that. We, everything's oh, wow. just you know all the the streaming services is where we put them out. And maybe one day down the road um, we'll you know put something out that you can hold in your hand, but right now we don't have any of that. So. To me, releasing an EP, I feel like it's kind of, if you're going to sell it at your merch booth at shows or, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> with the with the, with the the cute picture on the front and all that. So yeah. that's, I, I like the whole release a single, uh, single at a time. And it, it kind of gives people something to look forward to. You know, the people right. that are listening to you, it gives them something, you, you know, and it's from a marketing side, it works too, because it's right. something you can like, oh, y'all just hold on and wait. Y'all hold on and wait. And, and people are kind of paying attention to you, like, oh, what are they going to do next? You mm-hmm. release an EP, and then it's kind of like, well, we got it. Yeah, it's there. Now <laughs> yeah, it's it's, we got it, and I've, I've worn it out, and I've listened to it as much as I want to listen to it. So I guess we'll wait a year for them to put something else out. So Yeah, and then you run into that whole, so that first one y'all put out was great. When's the next one coming? Yeah. yeah we're and, tired of these songs now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, like I said. And, and, and I know how it is because I, I get the artists that I like, I, they put new music out, and I'll just wear it out. Mm-hmm. I'll ride to work, listen to it. I'll ride home from work, listen to it. I'll ride around, you know, band practice or going to shows or whatever. Yeah. You know, some guys and and girls um, will release new music, and that's like what I used to get hyped up to go play a show. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, this is this is like going to be my motivation for the night. So I know how it is, but after a while, I'm like, all right, I'm tired of hearing it. Put mm-hmm. something else out. <laughs> yep. I did that with the Godsmack album that came out a couple years ago. I probably ran. I wore that one slap out yeah I think my girl's still actually rocking it so <laughs> yeah I think the last full length album that I just wore out um which I mean I didn't I say album I didn't actually but no. listening to it in my car streaming it or whatever uh Morgan Wade she put out a a full length record and I just I mean from front to back there's not a bad song on it and uh Sadler Vaden from Jason Isbell's band uh, produced it, I believe. And they just did a great job on it. And I was like, man, I love every song on it. And I just wore it out from front to back. And I'm still not tired of listening to it, but I don't listen to it as much. I think the people around me are tired of hearing it. So, so I give them a break. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there's just, you know, sometimes you run across, and my, mine, I'll get hooked. Because there's, there's one song on the new Skillet album. I don't know if you're a Skillet fan. Oh, yeah. Um, that Forever the End. Mm-hmm. When her voice breaks through at that, like, 225 mark, dude, it is just... I mean, that whole song is killer, but just... Ah, I can run that one, like, seven times on my way to work. Talk about something. Back up. Back up. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. And there's... And that, I like that about songs. You know, the songs that have that really cool part. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like... You know, like you said, you just rewind it to hear that part yeah. like I, I listened to this song specifically for that part for that guitar riff or for that you know uh-huh. vocal part or whatever so mm-hmm. i understand that but yeah i listen to skillet at the gym they're a they're a good motivator to oh, like, yeah. you know throw weight around and and uh feel like you're gonna die too yes exactly <laughs> so where does uh steel dixie where do they get their influences from ah uh, man we get them from from everywhere and like i said i'm gonna speak for the other guys um, but I mean, we, we pull them from everywhere. Um, like me personally, like my dad was a musician. Um, I say he was, still is. He's a musician and, uh, guitar player, singer, songwriter, been just a great voice, great songwriter. Um, he's, in my opinion, has always had one of the best bands backing him, uh, so I pulled a lot of my influence from them. You know, I used to go to practice with them and sit and watch. And they played, you know, stuff from Rolling Stones to Tom Petty to, mm-hmm. I mean, really whatever they wanted. And they played a lot of blues stuff. And that was always, to me, especially now that I'm playing in a band, how easily it seemed to come to them. I was like, man, how did they do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I, a lot of classic rock. Um, like I was a huge ACDC fan okay. growing up. Um, my dad actually got me the live at Donald 
Donington. Donington, that's it. Yeah. Live at Donington, and it had come with the DVD where you could watch the concert. Uh-huh. And that's another one of those I just wore out, and I was probably 14 or 15. Yep. And I just, I mean, I just wore it. I, it probably wouldn't even work anymore. If I still had the DVD, I probably, like, burned a hole in it. I, I played it so many times. But, uh, but yeah, like them and Aerosmith. But then Stevie Ray Vaughan is probably one of another, another one of my really big influences. But then you've got, you know, the Almond Brothers, which, you know, Georgia guys, you know, they called Making Home. So that's that's another thing that's really cool to me is, you know, we, like, share the same state. Um Leonard Skinner, obviously, can't be in a southern rock band without Leonard Skinner being an influence, especially if you're in the south. There might be a southern rock band somewhere out out west or something that doesn't like Leonard Skinner, but I doubt it. Um, but, yeah, they, they're a big influence. I, uh, I was actually talking to my dad yesterday um, about some Leonard Skinner stuff. And I was like, hey, do you know who plays a solo in this song? He's like, I have no idea. I was like, well, I was hoping you know because that's the guitar tone that I want for the rest of my life because it's awesome. And um, so I try to steal as many licks from them as I can. But, yeah, I mean, just uh, everything from Merle Haggard to Dimebag Darrell to, you know, like I said, the Almond Brothers and, and our our parents. Um, Seth's dad, he, he played too um, nice. when they were younger. So uh, we just pull influences from a lot of places, and, and that's kind of – where we gear our sound to, we don't have a, we're a southern rock country band, country rock band, but we don't, we play some blue stuff, we play some, yeah. um, like one, we play Cumbersome by Seven Mary yeah. Three in our set list, and that, that gets a response from a lot of people our age, because mm-hmm. it's something we kind of grew up listening to, yeah. and that was like, it's a really cool, it's a rocking song, so people our age are like, when we start playing that, they're like, oh man, I know this, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's kind of how we base our base our sound. We're at the root of it. We're a southern rock rock country band, but we kind of branch out to all of those influences to to blues and you know every so, once in a while we even try to sneak, you know sneak some metal licks into a song or something. You know, <laughs> that's awesome, man. So with you guys playing cumbersome, do y'all ever sneak in any like Stone Temple Pilots or Chris Cornell? We haven't. Not to say that we wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Or we won't. Um, we kind of just, you know, we'll. Here's how we how we pick new songs to add to our set list. Is somebody will hear one, mm-hmm. even if it's a song we've heard before, yeah. and we'll send it to the group chat. Hey, what do y'all think about yeah. learning this one? And everybody either yay or nay. You know, that's cool. Um, and we've tried some things before that just didn't work for whatever reason. You know, it's like, man, I don't know how they're doing that, or I don't know how he's hitting that range, or. Whatever it is, and it just didn't fit right with our sound. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we're open to trying anything, and especially if we'll have people come up and be like, hey, we all learned this song. We'll learn it for you by the next time we see you. You know, nice. And we try to stick to that. Like I said, it doesn't always work out, but yeah, if, if somebody asks, we'll be like, eh, we'll give it a shot. <laughs> see how it goes. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Steel Dixie, Country Till We Die.
having to check out the new Morgan Wallen album? Which one? Did he, has he put out a new one since the double album? No, I okay. don't think so. Um, I say new, but yeah. Yeah, I have listened to some of it. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to all of it, I don't think. Um, there's a couple really cool songs on there. Yeah. Which, um, I can't, like I said, I can't tell you if I've listened to all of it because I don't know all the songs that are on there. I just kind of listen to him on. He's he's kind of in my playlist on, on yeah. Spotify or whatever. So, um, But, yeah, I have listened to some of it. Nice. Yeah, that was another one I ran out. So Yeah. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it was one of those that the good songs were really good and then the ones that weren't all that great were just like, eh, filler. Yeah, and he's – it's funny, the Morgan Wallen, to me uh, – when I first saw him, and you know, somebody may disagree with me on this, but and a lot of the girls are probably going to disagree with me too. But um, the thing about Morgan Wallen that I like so much is he come out and he's got like a mullet and this cut off final shirt, and he's not a pretty boy, you yeah. know, like Nashville's been turning out for all these, you know, past few years. Uh-huh. He, to me, kind of did his his own thing, um, and I was like, man, that's pretty cool, you know. I like the mullet. That's <laughs> Pretty sweet mullet. I mean, I couldn't pull one off, I don't think. But, you know, he, he rocks it. So that's what I liked about him initially. And um, and then he started putting some more stuff out. And he did Cover Me Up by Jason Isbell, mm-hmm. which I'm a big Jason Isbell fan. He's probably, to me, one of the best songwriters that's ever walked the face of the planet. Uh, oh, yeah. So to me it was really – it was kind of a bold move to cover a song by such a uh-huh. such a great writer and singer, but he he kind of did his own thing with it, and it's different than than Isabel's version, but it's not bad. It's just different, and and I was like, man, that's actually pretty cool. Um, I know a lot of people you either like it or you hate it, and, yeah. but I was like, that's oh, pretty cool. It's I like it. Mm-hmm. So that was that's my my thing on Morgan Wallen was I was like, he's a little different than these. Looks like pretty boys. They've been turning out of Nashville. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm glad that we're starting to get some more country here in Georgia too. I mean, we've always had a pretty good grip on the countryside, but I'm I'm glad to see you guys coming up doing some stuff. Um, is there anybody in particular, like here in the states that you are here in Georgia, that you would like to work with? Um, singers collaborations yeah I mean there's there's a lot and there's a lot of really great local to hear talent um, which we're buddies with some guys um, that they work with Dylan also and a lot of times when we're in the studio they'll be there hanging out or whatever Um, Chase Baker's one of them he's from I think he's from Lindale maybe but relatively close and then Hunter Chastain's another and they're both just great. I mean, they're great singers and great songwriters. And uh, I haven't ever seen Hunter live. It seems like every time Hunter plays a show live, we've got something booked. And I'm always like, man, I'm going to get out and see you one day. But um, 
I've seen Chase live, and Chase puts on a really good show. Um, and they're both super cool guys. You know, they're cool to sit and talk to and hang out with. And um, But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really great local bands. Um, and anybody that, you know, to me, I just enjoy, like I said, I told you before we started, like my whole life revolves around music. Like the music is, that's, uh, like I wake up listening to music, I go to bed listening to music, you know, I play and all that. So uh, anybody that would want to want to work with us, collaborate with us, hang out with us, whatever, we're down, you know. We're, there's nobody that, nobody that I'd be like, nah, I don't, don't want to hang out with them. As long as they're down, I'm down, you know. I, I like meeting new people. I like talking to people and hanging with people and playing with people, so. Anybody, I guess, is the answer to that question. There you go. You heard it here. <laughs> Anybody who wants to play with them, come hang out. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the uh, the song "Reason Is Gone." Mm-hmm. Uh, where was the inspiration for that one? What? Uh, how did that one come to be? Um, well, it's it's a it's a breakup song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love telling this story to people because um, I really. I really, really liked the song. As soon as I heard it, I was like, dude. And we kind of did things a little backwards. Um, and we can, if you want to get into that, we can. But I heard The Reason It's Gone. Seth sat down and wrote it one night. and He brought it to the band at practice one day, and we hadn't been together, back together, um, for very long. And he brings it, and he's like, hey, what do y'all think about this song? And... He, from the time that he wrote it to the time we heard it was about three days, I'm going to guess, from the time he finished it to the time we heard it. And we were at practice, and we kind of worked the song up, and that was on a Sunday. We practiced on Sundays. That was on a Sunday. We worked the song out roughly. We worked it up, what we wanted to do in our parts and, you know, all that. And then on Tuesday, we went in the studio and recorded it. Uh, <laughs> So we kind of just went in, and we, I had never met Dylan before. Um, Dylan was a friend of a friend of mine. Uh, Chip McGuire was the one who told me about Dylan, and Chip's worked with him. Chip's put out some great stuff, too. And, yeah. And, and uh, Chip's one of those guys that, like, if he says something, I listen because he's, he's smart, especially when it comes to music. Um, he was like, you need to hit up my buddy Dylan and, and go and, and see about recording some stuff with him. Okay, cool, I'll do that. So I hit Dylan up, and when I hit him up, he was on vacation, and he's like, I'll be back, you know, whatever day. Okay. So we worked out that that Tuesday. And um, so we went in, and I went in first. Seth was working, and Seth and, and Alex, our bass player, was working. So... I went in and I put down like a scratch bass track mm-hmm. and some guitar stuff. And then when when Seth and Alex come in, they did their parts, the bass, and, and Seth did the vocals. And then we did a little tweaking, and before the day was over with, we were done with the song. Wow. Other than the mixing and mastering part of it. But we kind of left that to, to Dylan. And um, he... Uh, he worked his magic on it, and he sent it to us, and we're like, dude, we love it. <laughs> let's awesome. let's go ahead, and that's why we put that out. We put that out first and put that out in August of last year. But, yeah, it was a um, it was a breakup song, and it's – it was uh, – I don't know if you've seen the video for it, but we tried to incorporate all of the things that the song talks about in the video, but then tried to make it like our real life as much as we could too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that's that's where the inspiration come from. It come from a breakup. Well, that's sad, but that's awesome that you got a song. Out yeah, there. I mean that's and you know I think that's where some of the best songs come from. Oh yeah. Um, but it uh, it worked out well for us because I really like the song. That's one that I wore out too. And I know it sounds kind of kind of vain listening to your song that you're part of. You know, listen to it all the time. But uh, that's one of those that, quite frankly, I'm tired of hearing now. <laughs> I think honestly that that says something about the song itself because I've 
talk to other artists that they don't like to listen to their own stuff. They're like, nah. <laughs> He's like, it's it's weird hearing your own stuff. <laughs> yeah, and if I was singing, um, it would probably be that way for me because I don't like the sound of my own voice. Yeah, but I so if I was singing, I would probably be like, ooh. <laughs> but I'm not, so I don't. I'm, you know, I listen to that thing all the time, so it's it's normal for me. Yeah, but you, uh, you know, the the world doesn't listen to me sing all the time. There's a reason for that. But uh, so it's not really that weird. But I just was blown away by the amount of by the way the song sounded. Um, you know, like I said, we left it with Dylan that night. Mm-hmm. I started at like noon that day. And I think Seth showed up around four, so Alex showed up around four, so we left about eight thirty, nine o'clock that night. And we left it with Dylan. And then a few days later he sent it back to us and was like, What do y'all think? And like, We think it's awesome. We think you are the man. And that's kinda where our relationship with him started and, and I'm glad that it did because Dylan's one of the coolest people I've ever met. But Nuclear Winter, the God Without Shadows, Wolf Remix. So that's that's how that song come to be. Yeah, Dylan's one I need to get back in the studio here because we had a good chat. Uh, well, right before the flood. So yeah, he's well, such a good dude. If you get him in here, I want to come back 
because I just want to sit and kind of listen to him because that's another dude that's super smart and and I will bounce ideas off him in the studio. I'm like, hey, what do you think? Like, and it, I think it gets on his nerves sometimes. He was like, I'm not the one work. I, I'm I'm working on the computer. You're working on the guitar. You you do what you want to. But I'll ask him like, what would you do here? Um, so yeah, he's another one of those that that when he talks, I kind of listen and I tell him all the time like, I trust I trust your decision making. You. You got free range with this. Run with it. And he's like, okay. That would be cool. And he has yet to disappoint me, so. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, when I had him in the studio, we went over a couple things with my equipment and a few things. And he's just, I mean, he was there. He was like, oh, look, here, try this. A little bit crisper, a little bit cleaner. Yeah, and uh, and that's another thing. He knows music. He He's just an awesome musician. Like he, I think he can play pretty much anything he puts his hands on. And if he can't play it, he'll figure it out in a few minutes. But okay. um, the technology side of it, you know, music's becoming so technologically advanced. Um, and, like, there's new pieces of equipment that I'm like, hey, man, I don't know how to use this. He's like, I'll help you. <laughs> I'll, I'll help you figure it out because, you know, I was always, you know, I grew up with, Take your guitar and plug it into a tube amp. You let that tube amp get really warm, and you know you'll get the tone you want, guaranteed. But now there's so many different things that go into it, that computers and things that run stuff. That I'm like, I don't have any idea how any of this works. So yeah, yeah, I'm right there with so you. So I always got him. I always got him on speed dial. Like, hey man, I need help, and he's always willing to help. So that's awesome, man. That is awesome. I'll definitely keep you posted on that one, yeah. um, dude. I appreciate you hanging out with us, sitting here and chatting. Uh, where can we catch Steel Dixie? Where are you guys going to be? And what are your Facebook, socials, all that fun stuff? So we're on Facebook. Um, we're on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all of the streaming services, the big ones. Um, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music. I still want to call it iTunes. But Apple Music. Um, and it's all Steel Dixie, S-T-I-L. Dixie. We've got one L. So uh, nobody has taken that name from us. So everything is everything is just still Dixie. So Nice. Uh, any shows coming up you want to plug? We've got – so we've taken pretty much the month of February off. Okay. We're, um, we're just kind of working on some new songs and working all that up and kind of building – the show for 2022. We're kind of leaving some things from 21 there in yeah. 21. So, uh, yeah, right now we've got, we don't have anything booked really in February. I think February 19th, we're going to be in Lawrenceville at uh, Will, Will Henry's Tavern. Um, the next close show to here, we're going to be in Villarica uh, March the 5th. At the watering hole in Villarica, they're really good to us too. We like playing there. Um, that's really what we've got booked locally right now. Um, but as we add dates, you can find it on our Facebook or our website, stilldixie.com. Okay. It's got it's got our calendar on there. You can find anything that you want. All of our links, anything you want on there is on there. Cool. Well, anything that you uh, book, shoot it over to me. I'll be sure to share, post, tag awesome. you guys. Awesome. I appreciate that. And um, when I drop the show, I'll tag everybody that is where you guys are going to be. So. Okay, cool. Have you guys, um, have y'all looked at the amp down in Carrollton? We haven't. Um, we've kind of, we're kind of in the, that's kind of what we're working on now is um, kind of transitioning from bar band to yeah. more like music venue band um, nice. so and that's kind of the that's kind of the goal we would rather not rather i like playing the the, the bar scenes but we would like to work towards kind of the build shows the ticketed events the mm. you know sell tickets and go and and see the show you know yeah. that's kind of what we're working towards and that's why we took uh most of this month off was to kind of work towards that and not saying we're getting out of the bar scene completely because we're not. We yeah. probably won't ever. It's just it's kind of fundamental. Everybody starts in the bar scene, but and we have a lot of fun there. You know, uh, we get to meet a lot of interesting people. Um, so 
but we haven't looked at a whole lot of venues like that yet. But it's it's coming. We're uh, we're going to look into some places that are more music venue, like I said, than than dive bar with the band. Yeah, absolutely. Well, man, like I said, I appreciate you coming out, hanging thank, out with us. Thank you for having me. Beseech the scars, uppercut. Oh!